On today's episode, U.S. Steel's new Japanese ownership, Accelerated Green Progress? Today's episode is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on Engineering.com TV today. It's huge news in the primary metal sector. Nippon Steel Corporation's acquisition of the United States Steel Corporation for $14.9 billion is one of the biggest corporate takeovers in American history. The deal, consummated with a buyout at a 40% premium to U.S. Steel's closing share price on December 15th, will result in the company reaching annual total crude steel capacity of 86 million metric tons, with production facilities in Japan, Southeast Asia and India, along with the newly acquired American operations. From an engineering perspective, NSC has identified three growth areas for the company. The first is energy efficiency, with Nippon Steel identifying the technologies introduced at U.S. Steel's Big River Complex as innovation that will be shared with NSC operations worldwide. In addition to the advanced production technology, the company has identified operational efficiencies and recycling as high-value offerings to global operations. The second factor is NSC's targeted growth of high-value, high-grade steels, particularly for the automotive and electrical industries. The firm has declared that it will continue to invest in the American technological base that U.S. Steel developed in an initiative called Mined, Melted, and Made in America. And the third and most technically challenging initiative will be the move toward decarbonization in steel production. U.S. Steel has moved toward a lower carbon footprint as a natural consequence of the company's shift toward higher value-added steel products. These can be cost-effectively produced in mini-mills using electric arc furnaces with scrap as a basic raw material. Primary steelmaking, made from iron smelted from ore, is still necessary, and the chemistry of smelting, by necessity, generates large amounts of CO2. NSC is working on three advanced technologies which the company feels can achieve carbon neutrality by 2050. Large-scale electric arc furnaces are a similar route taken by U.S. Steel, but the company is also investigating hydrogen injection into blast furnaces and the ultimate form of decarbonization, hydrogen gas as the reactant and fuel for direct iron reduction. This offers the possibility of completely eliminating reliance on metallurgical coal for coke, and small-scale commercial experiments have successfully produced steel using this technology. Making it a cost-effective process, however, depends on two factors. One is the ability to generate large amounts of low-cost hydrogen gas, which suggests electrolysis of water. This will require large amounts of low-cost electric power, but it also suggests interesting possibilities for the geography of large steel mill operations. Without the need for immediate proximity to bulk shipments of metallurgical coal, future steel mills may be located closer to the generation sources of electricity rather than near navigable waterways or rail links to coal producers. Another factor is carbon sequestration. If cost-effective technologies to remediate CO2 production at the blast furnace are developed, the economics of hydrogen production may give way to continued use of coal, albeit without a carbon penalty. In any case, Nippon Steel has announced that the United States Steel Company will continue to operate as a standalone operation with headquarters in Pittsburgh. Higher value steels are higher margin steels, and as environmental regulations tighten, there's a very real possibility of tariffs or non-tariff barriers to importation of conventional coke-derived steels from low-cost foreign producers in the future. The Japanese acquisition of the iconic American steelmaker may actually guarantee the success of United States Steel for the foreseeable future. Well, that's it for today's audio version of This Week in Engineering, brought to you by Engineering.com. If you like this podcast, subscribe to Engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. You can also watch this podcast as a video along with our other exclusive series only on Engineering.com TV. Thanks for tuning in.